Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good morning, Lee. Howdy there, Tara. I um I'm not sure what to make of this. It's getting real weird out there. So I'm just gonna put this is former Fox News host Megan Kelly, okay. who, as we know, did a turn as a mainstream media host. Mm-hmm. She's in the past anyway, been a pretty credible person. Yeah, for the most part, I would say so. Yeah. Well, she shook up the whole internet by saying and look, I'm not saying this is credible. I just I it was like she said, What? Take a listen. Fascinating, and we're not done with Jeffrey Epstein. I can tell you that for a fact. Can't tell you how I know, but I can tell you for a fact, we're going to hear a lot more about Jeffrey Epstein in the coming year, uh, and you may be even hearing from him directly. More on that as I'm allowed to tell you. Fascinating. Like, how directly are we talking? Because he's supposed to be dead. Yeah, well... (laughs) Yeah, I guess you mean he like recorded a yeah, I, video I would, before I would, he went or something? Or? I would say that, that maybe there is some recording of him saying something incriminating or admitting to something that had previously been denied. That that would be the that would be the logical explanation for that. Unless <laughs> there is something else in another realm that we're not aware of. Yeah, speaking of which, fascinating interview um by Tucker Carlson, and I'm gonna have more of this um coming up in the, the podcast with representative clay higgins clay higgins um office has been investigating january 6th and a potential for the fbi's role in january 6th yeah. for a while and look before i say this let me put it this way if if at like the beginning of the russia collusion hoax when it was just every day in the news yeah. if if i had come on here and said ah, it's not really fbi just made the whole thing up there's no Russian bots. There's no Russian hacking. I would have sounded like a nut. Then I'd have been right. Yeah. I'd have been right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the FBI makes the whole thing up and then uses their lie and their fakeness to do what? Justify subpoenaing over a million do- documents from Donald Trump, turning his, uh, his uh, world upside down and surveilling him for a crime, which was never a crime that they made up, right? So this is par for the course for the FBI. Clay Higgins says there is a lot of evidence that has come out behind closed doors in these January 6th trials that is currently locked away. In other words, cannot be made public. He is allowed to see it because he is, you know, he's doing the investigation for Congress, congressional investigation powers, but he cannot make it public. But he is trying to make it public. And that is why he went on Tucker Carlson's show, right? So, um, you know, if I had said to you, I don't know, October of 2020, all this censorship, it's the FBI, CIA, and the Pentagon. They're doing it. Oh, and British military, too. They're censoring us. They're the ones behind the scenes with the trapdoors going in and taking down tens of thousands of our posts, canceling people, taking down our accounts. You just said I was nuts, but it happened. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to me, I, sky's the limit, really. Sky's the limit in terms of what's apps a- actually possible. Here's what he said. He said these FBI agents early on infiltrated these groups that 
um, were in a lot of cases not considering coming to the Capitol. They were often the instigator in the group for, hey, let's go to the Capitol, let's protest. He said that over 200 of them, this would be FBI agents and Capitol Police, planned the breach of the Capitol and opened the doors to let the protesters in and entrap them so they could then turn around and prosecute them. They did this dressed as Trump supporters. He said he's got the evidence. There are other members of Congress who do too. He said um, that he desperately wants to make it public, but at this point uh, he cannot because a lot of it has come from congressional testimony. Now, here's what's interesting. The most, some of the most compelling film that we've seen on this, to me, um, has been what has been released from these trials where you literally have a Capitol Police officer standing yep. there mm-hmm. for like 15 minutes holding the yes. door open. Yep. Keep in mind, a lot of these people were charged for breaching the Capitol. And the Capitol Police officers are literally waving their arms, come yep. in, come on. I mean, this is these are right-wingers. When someone in law enforcement, up until now anyway, tells us, hey, come on, you're okay, we trust them, we're good. There were photos of law enforcement very friendly talking to the protesters who were just standing around. But the most compelling footage of all is somebody, we don't know who, because we can only see them from the back introduced in court, going to those doors that only the Capitol Police can open, Mm -hmm. swiping the card, opening the doors, and then the protesters file it. And there is video of this. These are trespassing this. charges, There's keep in mind. There's video of there's this. There's video of we, this. It's, it's, it, and that is not being denied. It's not being talked about. But there's no deny that this video exists. And it's there. We've seen it. We have seen it. And he said this was a very coordinated operation because he said they knew that, and this this makes sense. Um, if you've been to the Capitol, and I have every year for the last several years, and we've always done the tour, you can very easily quickly get lost. If they need you to find Nancy Pelosi's office, if they need you to find the Senate chamber, if they need you to find the House chamber, you might go in there and never find it. And so what they needed was people, uh, Capitol Police and FBI agents dressed as Trump supporters, to hold the door open, hold the doors open, but also direct the crowd where they needed the so-called insurrection to go. I mean, look, there's no denying the violence that took place outside the Capitol. And, and yes, there was, yeah, there was there's video violence. of yeah. breaking windows and, and doors and, and uh, you know, uh, police, Capitol Police being attacked there. I, I tell you, Tara, this, the one thing that's still bo- bothering me, we keep talking about investigations. Democrats and Republicans say they want to get the bottom. I want to know why the Capitol Police and security agencies around D.C. were not prepared for to defend the U.S. Capitol. Because they were too busy well, planning to let and, people well, in. That's I, why they didn't I, I want them that, interfering. Listen, I think that's the logical conclusion, but that's the question that I still say is not being addressed and is not being asked, and that is why. That, to me, seems to be the reason why. Because there there had to be at least some element of approval or acquiescence to the crowd or hoping that it would become something that they could then use from a political standpoint or a news standpoint. Because there is absolutely no reason for the Capitol Police and security forces of the United States government to not be in a situation to prepare and and to fend off any attack against the U.S. Capitol or the White House at any given moment, let alone when you knew that there were going to be thousands of people nearby. And never mind, remember, who requested that? It was Trump. He was turned down. And you know why? 
Because these people, if you had honest cops there, they might have stopped the FBI and the Capitol Police from waving everybody in. There would have been witnesses to that. Text rates in the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line. Hey, Tara, Presley Stutz called in and told you those white vans pulled up with all the white men dressed in the same clothing, yelling to the crowd to move up, to move to the Capitol. Yes, that was literally that like the day after it happened, before any of this stuff was out there. And look, I played you the audio before the crowd is out there. There's a guy up there. He's smashing the window trying to get into the Capitol. In the crowd of so-called protesters is yelling, fed, 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 mm-hmm. fed. Yeah. Like they knew on the scene something was wrong. And Presley Stutz was not the only one making that Mm-mm. accusation. That's no. just somebody that we had the, 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 you know, the ability to talk to locally that was there. Somebody we both knew and trusted and had dealt with personally. And, and knew that if that's what he said, that's what he saw. Yes. And you remember what happened to, to Presley um, he went to the FBI, Jeff Duncan, actually, you know, it's a weird story. Representative Jeff Duncan sent him to the FBI and said, Hey, tell them these guys are getting off buses. Cause there was some theory that they might be Antifa too. And after Presley Stutz went to the FBI, uh, he could barely fly. Uh, he would end up spread Eagle full cavity search. Um, every single stop he could see it. I can't even get on a plane anymore. He got a special code that prints out on all his tickets. So he felt like that was, was punitive. But um, I, I just think it's interesting. I mean, the people early on, Sarah Carter um, and um, the Just the News reporter, all of them saying, hey, Russia collusion's fake. It's not real. Made up. Blah, blah. They sounded nuts. They were mocked by the media, but they were right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't I don't put anything by the FBI. It's going to be interesting uh, to see if Clay Higgins, Representative Clay Higgins, can manage to get some of this stuff brought out because it's just so critical that we we get the truth about that day. I'm sorry. Confidence is not high. And no. I'm not doubting what he's saying. I'm just simply saying I think that the opposition to what's going on. I mean, this is beginning to sound like the JFK investigation. They're all like that now, though. Yeah, they are. I mean, yeah, they are. where you're just finding out that our, our deep state students these jaw-dropping thing, things that, that they're doing. Um, and, and you're just like, how, like, how are they getting away with us? Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, still to come, remember how Reuters AP, the New York times denied that their very awesome journalists were directly involved in the mass murder of Israeli Jews. Right, remember right. that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they go like their guys would never do that. Oh, we got them on video admitting it now. And wait to hear what else they did. These guys, including freelancers who wrote some of the stuff you read and took the, fi- the, the photos, they helped um, the terrorists get the victims. Mm-hmm. Just another day for Big Journalism Inc. in America. God, these people are, are evil. And you know what's so sad? These are the same journalists writing the fake news that is causing these other people, these new this new group of brands of anti-Semites to go out in the street yeah. to terrorize Jews. They are literally mainlining Hamas propaganda right into our mm-hmm. media. I'll explain. Come on, coming on uh, up next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.
Well, you might remember the horrific story not too long ago that the freelancers and writers who were present at the Jewish massacre. That's just, no, it wasn't a war. It was a massacre. Um, you know, the hand gliders, the evil demons, because that's what they were. Um, that these people who would later file news stories for Reuters and all those, um, you know, those stories, when you I mean, when you're writing for AP, when you're writing for Reuters, they run across every media outlet. We're actually terrorists themselves. That is who the liberal media employs. Well, they denied it vociferously. No, no, no. Our fine journalists would never do. Oh, they did. Reuters in AP journalists, I put that in air quotes, they're really terrorists. Are you surprised? Live stream themselves, encouraging Gazans to invade Israel, calling it a once in a lifetime opportunity. That live stream footage has now been uncovered and it, del- and it illustrates even more direct coordination with Hamas. So folks, we have liberal Democrats in the streets chanting anti-Semitic slogans, terrorizing college students, killing a guy in California, peaceful Jewish guy in his 70s who made the mistake of protesting against them. The left does not put up with you disagreeing with them. They cannot put up with that. What are they all motivated by this coverage? And it turns out by terrorists. Hassan Isalah, who was freelancing for CNN, Reuters, and AP, filmed himself writing into Israel on October 7th. Carrying a grenade. Great reporter there. Just another bloodthirsty liberal. Another journalist also implicated. And Times defended his work at the time. Said there was no evidence that he was a Hamas. Oh, look, he's a Hamas terrorist. The Times claimed that these journalists were simply caught up in quickly unfolding events. They couldn't help it. They were just trying to do their jobs, misleading everyone like everybody else in the newsroom. Well, that claim's been proven false now. A group called Honest Reporting, a UK media watchdog, got a hold of video of two of the journalists, both of whom did freelance work for the Associated Press and Reuters at the time that ran across virtually every mainstream media platform, live streaming themselves, showing off pictures of the atrocities. Understand what we now know from the New York Times, to their credit, these women had nails driven to them while they were raped. One of the women who was raped, if she moved while they were raping her, they stabbed her in the back again. Two good times for people in their newsroom, I suppose. Live stream themselves showing off pictures of the atrocities with one even bragging he helped take Israelis hostage. Why do you hear that story? One of those people still alive, doubt it. Abu Mustafa then tells people on the live stream after saying, you know, hey, look, he check out the atrocities here. Isn't this great? Tells people to cross the border into Israel, Gazans, you know, the ones Nikki Haley wants to bring here because they're great people, proclaiming it a once in a lifetime event that won't happen again. What does he mean? Come brutalize these innocent people, these women, these children. Children were tied down and burnt alive. Families had their homes set on fire with them and their kids in them. They were burnt to the ground. All of this occurred while Hamas's murderous rampage was in full swing. Arm, uh, Amra, one of them, uh, could be seen laughing and smile while, smiling while Abu Mustafa presented footage of the lynching of an Israeli soldier. 
laughing and smiling because it's good times. Like I said, they're all anti-Semites in the newsroom. Abu Mustafa went on to say, we were there two hours ago since the beginning. He described breaking into a room where Israeli Jews were hiding and alerting Hamas so they could come get him. Just another day for the mainstream media. He then called on people to cross into the sovereign Jewish state. Advice, whoever can go, go. It's a once, a one-time event that will not happen again. Go to the slaughter? Cool. You so rarely get to see the full-on evil face of the mainstream media. They defended these guys. This is a massive scandal. This is a massive scandal. So the guy on the video bragging um about well okay it, there's an, there's another one um what the guy actually uh Reuters uh, he won Reuters photo of the year uh he was in a picture of an Israeli soldier being dragged out of a tank and lynched so he's on video bragging about participating in that act and was paid for his photo of it look as has been said many times there are there are no journalists in Gaza Okay, so don't send me a New York Times article. Do not send me, especially a Reuters or an AP article or a photo. Oh, look, here's the other side. No, it's not. That's Hamas propaganda. Those are terrorists. They can burn in hell. We, we do not quote demons. That's, that's not what we do. They slaughtered innocent men, women, and children. And this is who these newsrooms depend on. But this is where this propaganda is coming from, where you are now seeing 30% of those 18 to 29 saying Osama bin Laden was a good guy. It's because of this crap from these news organizations. Folks, this is who they hire. You think they're not doing this on everything they cover? They hire activists. These are not, this is not real news. This is not reality. They want you to think it is, but it's not. It's not real. You know what? One of the best parts, by the way, um, of what's going on right now, another subject uh, with Fannie Willis and her fake persecution of Trump that they call a prosecution, but it's not really um, in Fulton County. You know, what's so funny. You've probably heard about her recently she threw, threw her boyfriend on the payroll, $600,000 to persecute and prosecute Trump. Do you know what it actually said in the Atlanta Journal Constitution? They actually quoted the Trump legal filing which argues she should be prosecuted for a RICO violation. So they're big crime. I mean, they're Democrats. Of course, they're big crime. But listen to how ridiculous this is. I mean, you want to talk about what it must have been like to live in the Soviet Union, be persecuted and prosecuted in a kangaroo court trial by their government? Here it is. Headline, Fannie Willis, she's the persecutor. Fannie, because we don't call her prosecutor, that conveys respect. Uh, Fannie Willis, the persecutor, her spokeswoman is, get this, a DNC member, member of the Democrat National Committee, and is the wife of a 2022 Democrat lieutenant governor candidate who ran for office. So you get persecuted by the Democrats. The spokespeople are Democrats. They break the law to pay off their sweethearts. They take vacations together. And by the way, new evidence, she's been in touch with the White House to coordinate it all. The persecution. Folks, this is straight out of the Soviet Union. But it's in Georgia.
You know what's the most awful feeling? Maybe you have it this morning. When you've got a big day ahead of you, you know, you got a lot of meetings, got a lot of stuff to do, and you didn't sleep so well the night before. Oh, I hate that feeling. And you almost kind of get mad at yourself. Oh, I wish this was a... Yeah, well, you know what? It's something we all go through, and it's normal. The average American only gets perfect sleep, like a perfect night of sleep, 132 times a year. That's it. So there's... For those of you on Common Core Math, 365 days uh, in a year. So only get a perfect night's sleep 132 times a year. A good night's sleep 120 nights and a bad night's sleep 113. And that's a lot if you think about it. That's like a third of the time. And I don't know about you, but I have a, I have a, I have a hangover when I get a bad night's sleep. Those of you who watch me online, like on Rumble, on Twitter, you can tell my skin is like three shades paler. I have pale skin. It's like three shades paler. You can tell I look sickly. I just, oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm so out of it. I always admire people who could pull that off and look okay. I'm not one of them. You can tell by looking at me how well I slept the night before or didn't, as is often the case. So it breaks down like this. 36% perfect sleep nights, 33% good sleep nights, 31% bad sleep nights, but those bad sleep nights can really could be disruptive. Uh, 65% of people say a bad night sleeps enough to ruin the whole day. Are, are you getting me? It, I actually feel it for two days and I have to really discipline myself too. go to bed early make up for it yeah uh texture rates Georgia used to be part of the USSR our har oh technically did but not that Georgia but they very much operate that way so yeah texture rates hey Tira the insurrect the what uh the insurrection at the border is worse than what happened in the White House but they are holding the doors open and waving them in. Yes, they are. And folks, I mean, what a metaphor. What a metaphor. New York, what is going on right now? This, you know what this is? This is an illustration of something we should study more. And the left hates us. We get that, right? I mean, they, they would put us in the camps if they could. But they have a contempt for their own voters that they don't even have for us. They hate us because we don't fall for their BS. But their voters do. You know the kind of contempt you have for an idiot? They have that for their voters. And it was on, they don't have that kind of contempt for us. We know their game. They hate us, but they respect us. They don't respect their voters. And, and never do you see a better j just illustration of that than the video. I mean, literally in the morning, it's learned the illegals who are of a more valued voter class than actual Americans, including Democrat voters, because that's who this is in Brooklyn, this high school. The illegals need a place to stay so the American citizens are kicked the heck out. Kids have to go to in-school learning indefinitely. It's just till whatever the legals, illegals are you know, ready to leave. It's... Remember the story Fox News had? We have these federal facilities that look like prisons that could be housing the illegals. And we have room, like one of them had 4,000 beds. There's like two people staying there. And yet they're sending them to New York. Why is that? Because the Democrat Party wants to provide a great experience for their future voters. They don't want them to feel incarcerated. They might dislike the Democrat Party and they need them to vote for them. That's why they're here. So what do they do? They kick their own voters out of school. You know what that does to parents? And you remember, it's total chaos. You find out all of a sudden, by the way, your kids are going to be home without you. People have to pay for daycare, throws their whole world up in the air. But they don't care. It's about the illegals because, I mean, the Democrats are telling you. So the parents go out there. This, this notice comes out that the illegals are coming in. These parents go out in front of the school and start videotaping. And the illegals are being brought in on the yellow school buses. 
literally, you want to talk about the replacement argument right there, literally on the yellow school buses that are there for the kids that are paid for to transport the kids, replacing the kids. Because this is this is for replacement. That that's what it is. Which is why the Democrats say you can't say it. But they are. They are diluting the voter pool, including their own voters. That's what they did. By the way, have you seen this? Rasmussen just did a poll on that. And it's not just talk radio. Two-thirds of voters, according to Rasmussen, see the invasion of the border as an invasion. They see it as an invasion, but they also see it as a replacement strategy. Because it is. It's a voter drive. So I I am uh, thrilled that they can figure out. They can actually feel like this is a political tactic. I wish our GOP leaders could figure that out. By the way, watch out for this. Because Rand Paul is warning Senator Rand Paul that Mitch McConnell probably the most evil man in all of Congress on our side, a truly evil individual, just nasty piece of work. Um, When he's conscious, uh, which isn't always, um, that he's getting ready to sell us out. Rand Paul says that the deal that Biden has asked for um, is everybody funds Ukraine and then they pretend that they're securing the border And Joe Biden gets to let the first 5,000 illegals in for free. So Republicans agree. We're cool with the first 5,000. But then after that, you have to reject them uh, if you have the staff to do it. You think Joe's going to abide by that? Nah. He's not. He's not going to abide by that. All we're doing for the first time, all we would be doing for the first time is just agreeing. Oh, hey, okay. So like if Joe really wants to have all these illegals, we're, we're going to give them thumbs up on the first 5,000 felonies. Because that's what this is. This is felony human trafficking. And it's felony human trafficking for a very specific reason, because it is perceived that these people will vote the way that the Democrats want, and they want to dilute the present voter base and get a better one. That's what they're doing. There's no other way to describe it, because that's all that's happening here. Anyway, here's Rand Paul talking about this deal and how absolutely toxic it would be uh, if the Republicans and Democrats get it through. And hold on. Senator, this border deal that the Republicans are cooking up that Chuck Schumer and apparently Mitch McConnell and others are going to agree to, to that you say? It's a sellout. It's going to continue to allow illegal immigration, particularly migrants. It's saying, oh, we'll let 5,000 people come illegally a day, and then after that we might try to stop the next 5,000 that day. It's completely a sellout, but it's because people like Senator McConnell care more about Ukraine than anything else, more than the border, more than anything else. He wants to send $60 billion of your money to Ukraine. Do you think he would prefer Biden or Trump in the White House? I think that... uh, If you had to bet. On this issue, he is more aligned with Biden. He, on the issue of funding, sending your money to Ukraine and sending it everywhere around the world, McConnell is much more closely aligned with Biden than he is with the Republican Party. By the way, if Joe Biden gets to recruit 5,000 new illegals a day, that's 
1,000, I'm sorry, 1.8 million a year. We just give them right off the top. Talk about capitulation. Why would we even do that? That doesn't even make sense, which is why Mitch McConnell wants to do it. By the way, he is the single least popular member of Congress with a 6% approval rating, which is why, of course, we chose him as our leader. Makes total sense. Oh, and Trump endorsed him in his primary when we could have defeated him. But I guess y'all are cool with that. Text your rights on the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line. Hey, Tara, didn't you say in the past that you enjoy a shot of whiskey? Does that help you sleep better? Um, I, Whiskey, some whiskey I like, but um, it's almost got to be that like flavored whiskey. I love Grand Marnier. If you've not tried it, you should. My dad brought it one time and my husband and I have been addicted ever since. Yes, a shot of Grand Marnier will knock you out. Couldn't do it every day though because it's not on the PhD weight loss plan, but it's really good. I, the best way to have it, I think you put put a few ice cubes in, you take, you know, maybe about two shots of it, a couple of ice cubes in, and let it sit for like five minutes, ten minutes, get that water mixed up in there. Ugh, makes life worth living. It's got that great orange taste too, uh, which is actually not orange flavoring. It's authentic orange, which I love. I probably took it off the rind. But it's, uh, oh man. Yeah, I'm a drinker, I admit it. I am. Not during the week though. Yeah, because my kids would get the best of me. I'd get fat and I'd never get anything done. But on the weekend, yes, I do enjoy alcoholic beverages uh, pretty religiously. Okay. Um, want to jump on this real quick. Back on this. I'm going to hammer the heck out of this coming up. Um, but the Democrat party, some of you were saying the Democrats are going to do this. You were absolutely right. Now we've, we have the proof of it. Uh, Democrats are telling their sheeple who live in states where you can vote in either primary, like this one, to vote for Nikki Haley. and, And they're out in force doing it. Why? Because they want to control the opposition. They know they intend to put Trump in prison. That's clearly obvious if you listen to their media. And they want to control who replaces them, which means they need to take out Ron DeSantis. Whatever you do in the primary, do not vote for Nikki Haley. Uh, Because the Democrats love her. And if you can spare a vote for DeSantis, DeSantis is not going to win this state. You don't have to worry about that. He's not. Uh, But we got to make sure she doesn't because that'll end her. Because here's what they want to do. They know that there's a good chance they're going to get that conviction of Trump. So she's the replacement candidate. She's an open border zealot. She is all those bad things that they are. They could live with her if they have to. But they also know she would be heir apparent to the party as the number two behind Trump when Trump goes down. That's a social position. They can position her to back all of the really evil stuff that they're going to do if they went in 24, starting with digital ID as a license to get on the internet and on social media. They know she'll be right there backing them, perceived as the head of the Republican Party. So they're trying to set her up. Here is MSNBC host Chris Hayes on his podcast, Pimpin' Nikki, because they love them some Nikki, because they know she's a Democrat. Look. It really does matter stopping Trump. If you're in a, not, in a state that allows non-aligned folks to vote, you should vote for Nikki Haley. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's probably too distasteful for a lot of people, but for those who would be up for it to, to do something tactically, I don't know if it would stop Trump, but, you know, it could help extend the primary. I mean, if, if I don't know somehow- if it would stop Trump. Did you hear that? That's David, uh, I guess he said Floof, Fuff, I don't know. 
He is he was Obama's campaign director and his chief strategist in the White House. So he's telling you it's not gonna stop Trump. I've been telling you that too. I've been telling you that it will not stop Trump. They know that. So why have they dumped over $40 million into Nikki Haley? Why are all their key Democrat fundraisers, including Jamie Dimon, who's a Democrat who fundraisers for Hillary, why are they raising money then? Reid Hoffman, Larry Fink. They want to control who replaces Trump. And most especially they want Ron DeSantis gone because they know he's a conservative and they know Nikki is not. Uh, Here's... um, Jamie, uh, no, here's, uh, yeah, Jamie Dimon saying the same thing about Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. You did. Yeah, You've you been talking to Nikki Haley. Liberal, yes, I have. Even if you're a very liberal Democrat, I urge you, you know, help Nikki Haley too. You know, get a choice on a Republican side that might be better than Trump. Yeah. Because they know they're putting him in prison and they want to control who either replaces him or is the heir apparent to the Republican Party. Why? They are trying to kill MAGA, what I call the MAGA movement. It's a populist, freedom-oriented movement. They want to kill it. And they need to make sure there is no one to take it over, as Ron DeSantis could if Trump went to prison. You need to make sure they ensconce Nikki as the head of the party, as the clear number two, so she'll never go away. She should continue running. Why? Because they want. she is the Bush wing of the party. She killed Newt Gingrich's candidacy in South Carolina by endorsing Mitt Romney. They want to put the Bushes back in the driver's seat in the Republican Party. And you do that by putting Nikki Haley in the driver's seat. So there you go. You heard it right there from him. MSNBC's Chris Hayes and Barack Obama's campaign uh, manager. Hey, could you spare a vote for Nikki? Vote Democrat in the Republican primary. Told you. Told you. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 